My name is Ty Wilson. I've been a musician for the better part of 20 years. Over that time, I have written, covered, and performed in almost every genre, from heavy metal to alt-rock to country music. I've met some amazing people along the way, and today, we're going to talk to one of them. This is Ty Wilson Talks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ty Wilson Talks podcast episode number eight. Uh, I don't really have any announcements today that I can think of. No, nothing off the top of my head. It's been, it was a really crazy, busy weekend last weekend, so I was happy to have a little bit of a break, and then I'm back at it next week. So on Monday, I will uh, let you know what's going on next week. Uh, shows-wise and all that kind of stuff. Um, right now, we'll get to the guest. So today, I have Aaron Okami, um, who is a friend of mine from Victoria, BC. We met while I was living out there. Aaron is a is an extremely, extremely talented player, but also um, producer. Uh, he's been working on the production side of things the last little while, and my God, is, is this guy talented? Um, make sure you go check him out. Uh, he's also got a lot of really great information for younger artists, and he is taking on uh, new musicians and that stuff, or, or, or is talking to new musicians about collaborating. Um, and honestly, if you want someone who is super knowledgeable and, and very, very artistic. Uh, Aaron is your guy. So without further ado, here is the talented Aaron Okami. Hey, man. Yeah, I was really looking forward to talking to you because I see all this, like, the stuff that you're doing online. And and uh, you actually got me on to um, that book, uh, How to Make It in the New Music Industry and stuff yeah, like that. All right. and, uh, man, yeah, I was, that, has been, that has been so clutch for me the last little bit. And uh, I've just been yeah, kind of piecing away at it. But uh, yeah, it's kind of led me to, to start checking out some other things and all that stuff. But it's definitely very uh, attainable to, to make a career, you know, maybe on not, not, you know, get super famous, something like that, but definitely on the fringes making music and doing what you love. So that's... Uh, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it, the book's really eye-opening. Hey, it like it doesn't go too deep. I guess it goes pretty deep into some things, but like it talks about everything. Some things it just kind of scrapes on the surface, but it's like, oh yeah, I need to consider that thing because I haven't even yeah. thought about that yet. And then you can go do your own research, but like you can at least see the pieces of the puzzle and know what to what to check out. Yeah, it's really That's cool. It. And you like you can. It's got the sections where, like, I ended up listening to it on audiobook and was like, "Fuck, I need the hard copy" because I want to be able to go, like go back and like read yeah. it. So I bought the hard copy as well. And <laughs> and so anytime I have like I'm struggling on something, I'll just go back and be like, "Ah, okay, yeah, here's here's some ideas to go from." Great reference. And what I found after maybe two or three chapters, I started to uh, take notes. I just had like, well, I guess it was my laptop, and I would just be like, I'd come across something. Maybe it's a link or a, like an analytics platform or something. Like, oh shit, that exists. So I'd just like quickly write that down. And now yeah. I've got all these notes on my computer for like the touring and and certain things, and it's right. just like good right. reference points. That's awesome, man. And so you just yeah. like you you recently quit your day job uh and started doing music full-time so tell me about like what what brought that on or what got you to that point because i know it's been a little actually, while since we've talked to each other so i'm excited yeah, to yeah. Like, catch up and figure out what's what's going on with you it's actually gone the other way so i was doing um 
I was doing the full-time kitchen thing for a long time, as you know, yeah. and then I really got off my ass a few years ago and started to, to chase the production business and try to set things up. And I started to succeed a little bit. And that was super exciting. I managed to go part-time with my day job. So I went from like 70 hours, 60 hours a week, which is just crazy at this one, this one job. And um, I went down to maybe like 30 hours so that I could work like 40 or 50 hours on the business. Right. And uh, I did that for quite a while. And then I had an opportunity to come up with a client I was working with actually that just took me on full time. He's like, I just want to make music full time. And we did it for like three months or so, yeah. which was a very interesting experience. <laughs> um, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> so that was like full time for me, the first right. actual full time. And then uh, him and I stopped working together and then I did my own thing for maybe another few months or so and realized I wasn't quite there to go full time. Um, the work right. wasn't steady. Some months would be crazy busy. Some months would be not so much. Yeah. And so I went back to part-time job and where I'm at right now is working about two days a week at a cafe yeah. and just doing my thing on the side, trying to focus on the business, build it from there. Um, but it's, it's a great balance where I'm at right now. So I'm, I'm really happy where I am. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I try and mix mine really well. It's a little harder in the summertime uh, with my day job because I'm working about 50 hours a week, but uh, I've been playing so steadily, like, you know, three gigs a week to four gigs a week and then doing um, rehearsals and stuff like that. I've just been like, I'm getting drained. I'm getting to a point where it's like, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> I need to yeah, figure, yeah. So to figure tough, out, or at least like, you know, cut down some hours on the day job or something like that because things have been luckily going really well but i'm also afraid if we go into another lockdown again or something like that then i'm back to square one so it's right it's hard. Mm -hmm. i think that's a fear for a lot of people is yeah. trying not to get too far set up in one thing that is reliant on everything being open yeah because then we could just collapse yeah right were you playing any like uh, any bar gigs or anything like that or are you more on the production side no man i haven't played a set in a long time other than busking and um, yeah. I've actually met quite a people, quite a few people just busking around the city, running into people. Yeah. Um, but no, no gigs, man. It's been forever, honestly. And you're in Victoria still, right? Like you're, or you went to Australia for a bit, but you moved back to Victoria. Is that correct? Yeah, back, back in Victoria now. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome, man. I miss busking downtown Victoria. That was it was a lot of fun when I, <laughs> when me yeah. and Kai used to go and do it. It was a good time. It is really good. I got one of the Roland Street Cube X amps, the busking amps. Yeah. So you can plug a few few instruments, a couple, couple microphones. But uh, I think that's frowned upon here or straight up against the rules to have, to have an amp. But, uh, oh, you know, yeah. I still bust it once in a while. I think it was, do you still need the permit? Like, is that? Yeah. 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 yeah I know. Super I think cheap, we, like we, we skated bucks. our way around it for, for a while. But I, <laughs> I did the same. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so, how long have you been back in Victoria? You've been, what, a year now, two years? Yeah, uh, we came back March of 2019, so just like the worst oh, wow. time, trying to yeah. uh, find an apartment and, and then furnish that apartment while everything is closed. It was, right. uh, it was an awkward year, yeah. Yeah, yeah I couldn't... Uh... I couldn't imagine. I, I can't believe it's been that long since I lived there. Like it's been almost five years and that just fucking blows my mind. Now. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know. 2017 is when I moved back here. So I, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> it's fucking intense. But uh, what kind of music have you been working on lately? Because I know I'll, I'll say this. Um, I remember you playing Kiss the Devil by Bel Air. 
at an open mic one time and i was like i what the hell i had to go like listen to that song again because i was like in love with it it was and you did a, a perfect rendition of it i don't know Thank how you. i got on that tangent but uh, i was wondering if you're are you doing stuff like that or are you doing more pop stuff i see you're you're working with a few people like what's uh what's what's going on yeah man firstly i love that song um <laughs> i haven't played that one in a while uh, but that style kind of I'm, I'm kind of you know i've been all over the place and these days i'm trying to niche down a little bit well, a lot of bit, because like I've been through heavy metal, rock and roll, right. pretty singer songwriter stuff, like hard electronic stuff, just like over the last 20 years. And I'm now starting to find, you know, the, the type of music that resonates with me the most and the type of artist that I'm able to serve best with uh, what I do as a producer. And so these days it's more like, it's still kind of like a multi-genre thing that's getting mashed together, but it's more along the lines of like alternative rock, alternative pop. Mm -hmm. uh, the word indie comes up a little bit, but that, that kind of realm. And um, yeah, that, that's, that's about as much as I can say about it. I like to yeah. take all of these organic, organic sounds like instruments that were playing guitars, drums, vocals, whatever, and then emphasize these things with electronic sounds. So there's still like that electronic element to the music, but it's like, it still feels like alternative rock or alternative pop. Right. Yeah. Now, is that what you always like kind of felt yourself drawn towards? Like when you were younger, you know, going back maybe teen years and that stuff, like were you playing in bands? Like what got you into music? What was the, what was the kind of main driving force there? Yeah. Playing in a few bands. Um, it's hard to say, man. The first like 10 years or so was just a mishmash of me just like having fun with no real aim to do anything. And then, yeah, man, that's tough to say. <laughs> like, I grew up in a band question. house. And I, yeah. yeah, and I just had all these bands in my house all the time because my older brothers played in bands. So I had all this oh, gear okay. around me. So I was just playing around on a drum kit, making noise on the PA. And uh, one day I started singing with my acoustic guitar and the PA system. And that was, like, the first time where I had, like, a thing where I'm like, okay, this is kind of like a genre that I like. And it was, like, singer-songwriter. Right. But simultaneously, I'm going to metal shows with all my friends, like rocking us like heavy, heavy, heavy metal. And uh, it's squirrel brain, dude. It's just like yeah. all over the place. <laughs> like, and yeah. I know for myself, you know, Dallas Green, City in Color, whatever, was a big, you know, proponent or big influence for me to be able to go from like screaming in a band to like cute acoustic singer songwriter because i was like yeah well, you can do both why can't i do both? <laughs> do both mm -hmm. right and it was a fun he was a really you know kind of cool crossover artist to be able to look at and go like oh shit this is like two different realms but it's still you know still really great that uh that music had a huge influence on me as well going from like on fire to the straight up dallas green stuff yeah. all those vibes throughout the entire thing just uh yeah hugely inspirational yeah yeah he was yeah, it was awesome, man. And then, like, you had Rise Against, too. I'd, like, you know, Swing Life Away and stuff. Like, you know, a lot of these bands had that, like, acoustic, one acoustic track in the middle yeah. of the album that uh, was like, oh, okay, you know, they can be kind and sensitive. <laughs> and yeah, that. yeah. I'm into that. That's awesome, dude. So, yeah, you're doing a lot more, you know, indie rock, as you said, sound now. I see all your videos and that stuff, and, like, you're – I think it's hilarious how you're trying to get all these, and I love it how you're trying to get all these sounds and like the different parts of your house. Like you're doing, you know, you're hitting a, uh, a cojone in a stairwell and you're doing all this <laughs> sort of stuff. So tell me like yeah. what brought you to, to, to be able to do that or how did you get like, 
the the in the mindset of like okay I, I can make this sound in this area and all that kind of stuff yeah man so that's been um just a learning process again for like almost 20 years at this point trying to record things for the majority of my life um trying to figure out ways to make things sound professional and clean and or just make them sound how i want them to sound and there are so many limitations to uh to the specific sounds that I'm usually chasing. Like I can't do certain things in my home. Like if I'm going to record a drum kit, I'm going to go rent a studio and I'm going to track it in a big room that's nice and open that can handle that big dynamic drum kit with all those low frequencies and such. But uh, things like the cajon, like when you, when you saw that in my house, that was with, uh, with a high pass filter. So I'm not even using the lows and it wasn't like the main drum kit. It was just like an accenting kind of thing. And so like, I know I can get away with that for its purpose, but there's very few things that I can actually track at home unless I'm recording direct in like a guitar signal going direct into the computer or a bass guitar going direct in. Right. But uh, yeah, man, it's just been all trial and error. See what I'm able to get away with and see what I need to go to the studio for. Oh, that's awesome. And now are you still working out of a studio now? Or are you doing most of the stuff from home? Most of the stuff I do is from home. Mm -hmm. I'd say the only time I go to the studio right now is for a drum kit or for a vocal session. Or for those sessions, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And then everything else I do is like a lot of direct-in stuff with guitars and basses and um, just a lot, of, uh, a lot of things on the production side that I'm doing in the box, like in my computer. And that's all just from my home studio, which is uh, right. currently half of my living room. <laughs> yeah. yeah i feel you man like this is i have a i don't know maybe 10 by 10 room that's my little studio area that's got all my shit in it nice. that uh, luckily enough i can do, uh, yeah have a command little command center to be able to do all the uh the extra crap that i need to get done or record i know for a few of my projects yeah. i've had to record scratch vocals and stuff like that and it's just easier to do it in here with a fucking blanket over my head or something totally <laughs> something yeah like yeah it right. works yeah. that's it man you gotta try and make it work or i got a little, like a few acoustic panels or like little foam panels and that stuff here but yeah i mean it's so uh easy nowadays to to make you know kind of a, a budget home studio that you can get you know do demo tracks and you can do scratch vocals and you can do stuff like that over top of so it makes it so you can really like you can record with anybody now uh, and I think the pandemic really helped people realize that, whereas we wouldn't mm -hmm. have been doing that otherwise. Yeah, it's pretty incredible, man. And like the little amounts of gear that you need to do things these days, like if people are making full songs on their cell phones, like it's, it's a lot of like pre-programmed stuff, but they're able to piece yeah. it together. And some of these programs are like royalty free or whatever, like you can release this music illegally. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy, man. Like I've heard tracks where I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like that's a pretty decent mix. Who'd you go to to do that? Would you mix it on like my cell phone? Yeah. What? <laughs> what the fuck? There's like mastering yeah. services and stuff now that you can, you yeah. know, it's like 25 bucks and it spits out like a mastered song. And yeah, it's not going to be done, you know, super professionally, but it's not going to sound terrible either. So it's, it's really crazy. The, the technology we have that even like five years ago wasn't available to people or that like you had to pay so much more money to be able to like get the kind of quality that you wanted out of it than it is now mm -hmm. yeah and these things are so controversial because there's people that have spent their entire lives dedicated to one skill like 
just mastering. They're a mastering engineer. And now we've got Lander. And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> or like mixing engineers. And then we've got these programs on our cell phone that like you click one button and it's like, it's mixed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole different conversation. But uh, yeah, man, very controversial stuff. Really yeah. cool though. It is, yeah, it's cool. But like, yeah, like you said, I guess even where's, where's the technology going to go afterwards? I think that there is, there is something to be said for someone that can organically mix a record. Though I think that it, there is a special kind of touch that a, a computer AI is not going to get. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, it doesn't understand the moment. And, uh, can't make decisions based on that. So it'll never quite be the same. Or who knows? Maybe it will. <laughs> Maybe one day they'll dial it in. Nah, hopefully, man. So what's like, what is the, the scene in Victoria like right now? I know, unfortunately, like Logan's closed. Um, what's open? What's what's going on? Is there much music being played or? That's oh, a no, big a... bummer. Uh, well, it seems like at least the Logan's crew is more at like the Phoenix now. And I've never been there, but I've seen uh, a lot of like punk shows and heavier. Um. So that's like, I don't know, at least people into that scene have somewhere to go, which is cool. Right. Uh, and beyond that, there's, um, what is it, Capital Ballroom. They're firing up shows again. And yeah, like everything's kind of, yeah, I guess everything's back sort of to normal. Like we've got like Barton Bankers doing music again yeah. and th those types of places. So I feel like we're back into the swing of things. I actually went to my first set recently um a week or so ago and that was um it was like an ambient electronic thing over on the johnson street bridge on the newer oh, bridge there and cool. uh that was really cool just a free show and out out in out in public and i could see the looks on everyone's faces attending as we're all like in this big group kind of spaced out dancing but yeah. like we all had that look we we're smiling but like we shouldn't be so close to everyone like we're not supposed to do this but it was like so satisfying dance with a bunch of people yeah man i uh yeah i was it's it's so weird being out in public like in a crowd because everybody is so afraid to be like you know walking by other people or uh, it's such a it's crazy how like the human conditioning how fast that works like now it's like mm -hmm. don't go near some other person because you're going to be in their space and like six feet apart and blah 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 and it's yeah i'm just glad we're finally I got an, I have an outdoor show tomorrow um, with a band that uh, that we're playing, and so I'm I'm excited to see how that kind of goes and, and how people react to it. It's, and cool. Then a, a I saw some promo for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the, it's the first uh, show that my band and I uh, have played together, even though we had our first show booked for like a year and a half ago, but because oh, lockdown, damn. because of lockdowns, yeah. it kept on getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So. Yeah, looks like tomorrow we'll actually be able to play one. <laughs> Wicked man, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah, it's been it's it's good stuff. At least like, yeah, at least I'm playing again. That's 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 the big thing. It's you know, it it sucks to try and or like having the stop go stop go. You know, you're you're good for two months and then everything is closed again for another two or three months. And mm -hmm. yeah, now was Victoria like locked down? I kind of saw that it wasn't as crazy like your lockdown wasn't uh you know as intense but i might be wrong with that because it's on the island yeah i have no real perspective other than chatting with family and friends back home in ontario as well but right. it seems like you guys had it way worse than we did like you guys were quite locked down yeah. whereas um 
I know our restaurants and, and things open up way sooner than yours. Yeah. Um, and everything feels almost back to normal. Like it feels, I think it's almost it's back to normal. Cool. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. I can remember what normal feels like. Yeah. I think we're I, there. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we, uh, we're pretty much, everything's fairly open now. It's just masks, like, you know, masks everywhere, but at least, you know, we could go sit in restaurants again and eat and all that kind of stuff, which the lot, like all That's the restaurants good. were pretty much closed down except for takeout. And yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a pain, but oh well keep people safe right now yeah, we're, now it yeah. looks like we're getting through it so nah, you know fingers crossed mm-hmm. so, so what kind of uh what kind of new stuff are you are you working with i see like um i think there's a girl that you're you're doing some production with or you're doing um i see you filming or something like that uh mm-hmm. yeah so what's going on there uh probably talking about dancy in australia yes yeah, That's, that uh, yeah she's got a new song called wish you could and oh damn i don't have the date pulled up within the next few weeks that one's gonna drop and uh we're both really stoked on it she's putting so much effort into this release and uh we put a lot of effort into the production and bringing the song to life as well and it turned out really good um so that track was something that she had written and then we just collaborated remotely obviously she's in australia i'm here we weren't gonna like meet up and and track so um so she, she sent me her demo and then I built a production around it, went into uh, Burning Rainbow Studios here in town and tracked some drums and laid down some guitars and some electronic stuff. And then we sent it off to another local guy, Malcolm Owen Flood, who mixed the song yeah. and mastered. And that's pretty much it. So our little team has finished our song and it's going to be released in the next few weeks. And I mean, I'll, I'll let you know when it comes out do it man yeah for sure and malcolm yeah. owen fly he was uh man who did he work with i remember one of the local rock bands a few years back I, either he was a part of or he, he did their record yeah he was part um, of band of rascals that's, and yeah, band of rascals, maybe that even a one. few other bands but uh he's worked with a ton of people man on uh if you listen to the zone which is like the local kind of rock right. indie yeah there's like the band of the month and I feel like every other month, it's a band that Malcolm has worked with. So for that genre, <laughs> yeah. he's like the go-to guy in the city. So well, I, I it was great to have him looped in. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember uh, when I was there, Band of Rascals was one of the band of the months. And I remember hearing that on the radio um, fairly constantly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I heard his name kind of in and around. So when you mentioned it there, it was like, oh, yeah, okay. No, that's, that's really cool yeah. have to work with him. And is mm-hmm. she happy with the track? You know, I'm, I, you know. Oh, she's stoked, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we did this thing where she wanted uh, she wanted rock and roll vibes and she wanted dance vibes and like I'm all about that man this whole multi genre yeah. thing I'm like hell yeah let's smash it together and we did it so a lot of the track is like rock and roll and then the second part of the chorus is just like this dancey what does she call it pop and lock it kind of thing <laughs> um, yeah so it's uh yeah it's a cool track so how did you start working with her was that someone that you met while you were living in Australia or this is just complete fluke yeah. So um, I was going to an open mic in Melbourne and I'd gone a few times, made a friend there just hanging out. And then Danzy happened to be a friend of a friend of, of this guy that I knew. And we were just chatting away. And then I just hit her up one day and was like, hey, uh, you want to uh, you want to make a song? Like I was into the style of music she makes. I could realize she's quite talented and was just like, let's let's do a song start to finish and let's record the whole process 
I want to use that for my business so that I can show other artists what it looks like to work with me. And right. you have some, you know, you have some content for yourself as well. You can show behind the scenes of your song mm-hmm. and uh, we can just go through the motions of making a song. So we did that. That was successful and super fun. And then she just hit me up again one day and was like, let's do another song. And so that's how that went down. Awesome, man. And now yeah. are you, um, cause I see that you're, you're currently either are you looking for more people to work with because i see your your posts on facebook and all that kind of stuff um like what's the, is that the business that you're trying to to kind of accrue is just more more people to, to play with and record with yeah man constantly always looking for the next person to make music with and i was at a kind of in a in a routine of just like cranking out projects right. and you know just just trying to sustain business, build a sustainable business, be working, be going through the motions of doing things. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of pumped the brakes recently thinking I need to kind of dial back the quantity and focus on the quality. I'd like to be working with people who are just like the most perfect fit for what I do right. so that the music we make is better. It's more valuable to them. It's like, it's exactly what they want. It's exactly what I want to be making. And yeah, man, that's, that's pretty much it. I just, I'd like to work with the most ideal client for myself and help them just achieve the most success and momentum we can for their music. Because uh, if we, you know, if we crank out a really good song, we make something really awesome. People love it. They gain a lot of momentum with their career. They're going to look like a rock star. I'm going to look like a boss for having helped them produce this thing and propel it to that, right. uh, that height. And that's, that's kind of my goal, man. Yeah, which is, where I'm at. which is a great goal. And there's, as we talked about, there's so much you can do at grassroots now to make something sound, you know, completely professional, like, like anything else. So it's, it's, it's so valuable to have someone like yourself, especially who has a great ear and is also super passionate about, you know, you don't, you, you'd never, I don't think you'd ever put out something that wasn't very good. So, so I, no. I, I know you too, too well that you're, you're so passionate about it. It's, it's great. Um, Thanks, man. And then for like, especially younger artists to have someone like yourself would be super, you know, uh, valuable because you're, you know, you're learning with them and also, you know, can kind of help them out along the path with the knowledge that you have. I know it's, it's pretty unless you're doing the research which you can now do fairly you know competently if you don't have someone that's going to like mentor you as well or like carry you along then it can be hard out there it's rough it's hard in the streets man totally totally (laughs) yeah dude mentorship is the biggest thing i i find and i went without that for years and years and for the first maybe 10 to 15 years or so when I was like a little kid trying to make music, my mentors, I, I guess would be my mentors, just looking at people online, like specific channels on YouTube and things like that. Like I had no one else to look up to. So these are my mentors. This is what I'm learning from. But as you know, the internet is full of all kinds of information, not always the greatest. So it's like, you kind of got to filter through things and see what's what. And you really just have to trial and error every single piece of advice for yourself to see if it actually works for you. And so that's something I've done for so long, but to have someone uh, that works kind of close to your niche, they're making the same music you want to make and to have them to look up to and ask questions and check out their process is invaluable. So yeah, man, when younger artists who haven't been through the process that many times come to me, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to share any knowledge I have with them 
and just like guide them through the process. And it's really just a rinse and repeat thing, man. Like I've rinsed and repeated this hundreds and hundreds of times. So I'm at a pretty decent spot, but uh, I'm trying to push anyone that I work with or just anyone in general making music, like just go through the process yourself. Like try to do your own production, do some recording, attempt a mix, maybe attempt a master and uh, just go through the motions so you can get a better feel for it. Cause the more you do it, the better you're going to get. Yeah. And it just makes you a better artist as well. Um, totally. You know, you, you see people like, you know, Billie Eilish and stuff like that, that literally did their whole records, you know, in their fucking in brother's bedroom, you know, and yeah, that's, man. that's the kind of stuff that you can put out that is good. And, uh, and if you can do it yourself, then fuck your way ahead of the game. It's just, and the younger you are, you know, if I hadn't known this when I was a teenager, like, fuck, <laughs> we didn't have all this stuff when we were teenagers. It was, you know, there was garage band and pro tools at, at the basic sense, but you know, this, the amount of stuff you can do now is, is, is so much different. Totally, man. And I wonder how many, uh, how many songs Billie Eilish and her brother knocked out before they actually had a winner. Like I wonder how many hundreds right. of times they tried to, to make music before they're like, Hey, we found the winning formula, you know? Exactly. But, right. But, but yeah, it is just getting easier and easier with all these tools. So, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. So last question for you, buddy. What, uh, and this is when I ask everybody, what is your most, um, what is a song that emotionally gets to you, um, to a point where like, you know, I, it's, it evokes a very strong emotion. So like sadness, uh, happiness, um, you know, what, what, what song really just gets you that, uh, whole body, you know, butterflies, goosebumps, that kind of thing. I, uh, I didn't know you're going to ask this question and I'm, I'm such I've never, I've never thought about it before, but honestly, right, right off the top of my head, speed yeah. of sound by Coldplay, man, oh, that man. song just crushes me. That was a song that I heard. It was like early on in high school, maybe even elementary school, but yeah. just like, I can remember just like, it's kind of lame, but sitting in front of the computer doing my thing, MSN talking as a kid, whatever right. speakers blaring speed of sound going and just like so engulfed in that and just feeling it so much and every time i hear that song to this day i get shivers it's a great it's, tune, man. It, yeah man that's, yeah. that's kind of that a weird too. one but yeah not mm -hmm. not at all you're this is actually you're the second person that said a coldplay song the other one was fix you which is i feel on okay. a very similar level to that like you know a, a big chorusy you know coldplay tune that that uh, that was super popular in the, at that time period definitely they're damn good, man. Damn good, good band. band. man. They're good. They're yeah. good. <laughs> anyway, buddy, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Um, let everybody know what yeah. your socials are, where they can find you, and all that kind of good stuff here. Yeah, man. So socials, uh, com, or just on, on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel where I chat about things relevant to musical artists, building your business, making music, things like that. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. Thanks so much for having awesome. me on, man. No worries, man. It was really nice to catch up and, and have a chat and that stuff. And I, and I wish you all the best and I might have to work with you on a song soon. Hell yeah. Hey, good, good luck with your set tomorrow, man. I hope that goes really well. Hope you have fun. Thanks brother. I appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you later, man. Have a good one. All right. That's it. That's the podcast. I appreciate you listening today. If you could please do me one more favor, 
go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and write me a review or subscribe to the podcast there. It is so much appreciated and it helps me out tremendously. You can also check out all of my socials at Ty Wilson Music. That's Insta, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you'd like. Thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Ty Wilson Talks.